welcome back to another episode of drumroll please tina's tea and i'm super super excited and super stoked because this guest that we're having on this episode i've been waiting and wanting to have ron for the longest longest literally longest time and i finally got her please welcome madison gale hello what's up guys me and Mads have been Bromeos since freshman year. Yeah. First floor spelly. So tell them a little about you. Major, minor, what you're doing after school. Let's hit it. All right. Well, okay. The loaded question. Um, I was a former biology major. lasted about two weeks. Uh, now I went into interdisciplinary studies, which is psych and social. Oh, yeah. And senior. What up, seniors? What's up? And yeah, I want to go into social work. So that's what I'm doing. Super so, exciting. That's my plan. So where, where are you going to where are you going to get your uh, master's in social work? I'm going to Fordham University. Yes, she is. Yeah, I'm very excited. And what's the program called there? Uh it's called just Masters of Social Work. Awesome. Fordham, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's like the same thing. I'm going into clinical mental health counseling. It's so broad right now. Yeah. So I can't wait to actually like when we're able to like focus in mm-hmm. on what we're doing. Yeah. Can start the clinical shit. And oh yeah, like bro. Yeah. Seven hundred hours. Every every time I tell somebody, they're like, "Oh my god, that's a lot." And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited. Like oh. I just I want to get it started now. Like I want to I want to go crazy, go stupid. Ah. So, Mads, how was Easter? How are you doing? How's the semester been? Uh, Easter was you know was good. You know, family, crazy family, but it was good. It yeah. was fun. Um, yeah. Pretty much it. Semester's going good. Just have to start writing my seminar research paper, which uh, did not do that yet, but getting on to it. I have to do my urban planning assignment. I have so much stuff because like, I'm finishing my social minor mm-hmm. this semester. So, like, the senioritis is really kicking ass. Oh, it is kicking in. It's really tough for me right now to it kind of stay doing. Oh, it's not. It's just tough. It's like I'm already in grad school. How mm-hmm. how am I how am I going to continue? I can't. I can't. I can't. All right, so now you got a little info on what Mads is about, what she's into. I guess the topic, since it is, we'll do a trigger warning right now. We're going to be talking about sexual assault, mental health, and all the types of stuff that, you know, it's hard to talk about, but we're going to talk about it. Very um, stuff. Yep, because it is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and we've been doing a bunch of events here on campus, which has been super fun um, to kind of raise awareness on domestic abuse domestic violence red flags all that all types of assault men and women both every gender can get assaulted and be the assaulter okay can we just mm, make sure let's just make sure that we put that into perspective that men can be abused and women can be abused and everyone in between For all sure. right cool 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 so um i thought it was super cool that you're working with uh, erica Pachardo. so what would you do yeah. during your internship for for oh her. my god first of all i love her she was she's mentor. the best shout mentor out erica pachardo she's gonna, gonna clap <laughs> yeah um i enjoyed my time there that was just such amazing experience i learned a lot from it um she's so cool yeah she, she's awesome like she's like she's i awesome. wish she was like a therapist like yeah. i wish she went and like because i can just see her just helping so many people in in terms of just being able just an open book like, you know she's yeah. no judgment when you talk to her no, it's like it's all. and it's like you can tell as soon as you talk to somebody that they're judging you. Her, never, mm-hmm. never. And if, even if she is, she'll tell you. She'll be like, yeah. what? What are you doing? Like, you know, she'll yeah. say it. But like, she's open book, always happy. She's the best. Yeah, she really is. She's a very straightforward person and just awesome yeah. in every aspect. What she does is super important on this campus too. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. her What's her title? 
Uh, she's program director now, I think. I think she got a promotion. Good for her. Recently, yeah, it was well-deserved. She deserved but, it. Yeah, she's awesome. She got she helped me get over a lot of things, whether she knew it or not. Yeah. I remember when, last time I was talking to her, when we did the, the bagel thing in the morning. Yeah. When I, and then I think it was, it was last semester, um, I was chatting her, and like it was like when I was single, and I was like talking to her and telling her, like, I had a boyfriend in so long, all that, right? And telling her, like, you know, how I had shitty ex-boyfriends that, like, you know, it happens, whatever. But kind of needed the, the time on my own to grow, you know, yeah. and become, like, an own person. So I could, because, yeah. like, I finally felt that I was able to, like, positively add myself to somebody instead of being, like, codependent and be, like, that person that's, like, needing help but, like, not wanting to. Like, I, I, I hate being the person that feels like a burden, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so no, I feel that. So that, that's what I, like, had to get through. And then, like, I see her this next semester and I, like, casually, like, talked about, like, Dan and she's, like, a boyfriend. And then she's, like, boyfriend? What? Boyfriend? And I go, yeah, yeah. It's, like, remember that last conversation? It went from, oh, I'm not looking for anybody to I'm now in, like, a committed relationship that, like, I see lasting forever. Like, it's just, it's just nuts. Yeah. But... Like, she's the only type of person that I'd be able to have, like, a conversation with that. Like, and she gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can talk about everything and all things. Safe space. Yeah. And I love her office. Her office is freaking huge. You can do a party in there. Have a party yeah. in there. <laughs> freaking love her. But it's, like, what she does is so so important. It really is. Were you at the uh, athletic um, thing in the haze? The, the presentation? When we had that presentation. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the reason why they got in trouble oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah. If, we, if we want to talk about this i feel like this is a great example on how like n- certain groups of people not you know supporting other groups of people can yeah. have a serious seriously like damaging effect we had a all the athletes you know we all come together erica was like we were lucky enough to have erica put together this presentation yeah. mads you had a, you were talking you were great yeah you know mads was a part I of it i actually put the presentation together she did a great was... great job and then erica did a fantastic job you know because yeah. she makes it fun you know she doesn't make it like mm-hmm. so so you're talk, just sitting there and, and it's like bored blah, 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 yeah. like getting railed like, like, like just getting railed with don't like ask for consent like, you know it's not that it's not like a, oh, okay we've heard this over and over she every yeah. single time she makes it new she mm-hmm. makes it different she makes it a, a different way to learn about like all different types of sexual assault and like a lot of the resources too on campus because a lot of people it makes me upset when like people aren't you know don't feel like they have the safe safe space or places to go but yeah. during that freaking presentation all right so if you guys don't know i'm stack president so this is all the so i was in i was talking to stern um, our athletic director, like throughout the entire presentation, because like he wanted to make sure it was going smoothly because he couldn't make it there. Um, and there were a couple coaches there. So we really didn't have that many of like authority figures, you know, yeah, supervising. It was really like two coaches and then a bunch of pizza. And like the thing is, like the, 90% of the guys only came for the pizza, you know, which, yeah. is, it's, which is so upsetting. Like half majority of the men wouldn't have come to this event if no. it wasn't mandatory or made mandatory by the athletic department so what happened was refresh me because i just don't want to get it wrong what she was doing was she was was she giving us examples on um situations like, and they were putting it up or was it like the red flags it was um oh like it like you know how society puts us in a box sometimes yep. it's like okay what are some words uh that are slang to women gotcha. and like you know yep. sexualizing them yep. and stuff and she had a cool and program for men too yeah yep. and she had it so we could text in our answers and it would show right up on the screen mm-hmm. on the projector so everybody in the audience would see it and we have a i don't know how many athletes we have 
we have about probably like 200 athletes something like that I don't maybe less something like that around that ballpark because our school's pretty small but everyone was sitting in their groups like their teams so you knew exactly where everyone was sitting and who was making said noises and said comments Mm -hmm. so Erica's you know informing us doing great keeping the energy up keeping it alive I'm kind of walking around I was actually sitting at the top because I was I had to go get the pizza and come back so I was doing all that stuff because um Stern wasn't there so I had to do it with Stu so I'm coming back and I actually go up at the top and I'm listening and all I walk in the first I walk in and all I hear is like chatter Mm-hmm. as she's talking and I'm like confused because I'm like looking around I'm like oh are they doing like a turn and talk type thing are they doing group work and I'm like no nah, they're being like all right I'm not PSA my mom doesn't like me to swear as much so I'm gonna try not to swear as much <laughs> in the podcast because apparently it's not Tina's tea it's Luisa's tea so hold on uno momento they were being quote-unquote shitheads uh-huh. douchebags your typical frat boy persona that doesn't give a fuck about anything it's sad and it's really sad and it's crazy Especially because like mental health and athletes and everything. absolutely you see these d3 athletes we'll get to that too we'll talk yeah. about we'll talk about all that because it's it, it's horrible like these athletes are exploited you know for their talents for their colleges and the support isn't there and it's like you know in, in a second they just throw them away and like like no, oh, we'll move on oh it's fine yeah. and you know they're being rowdy and some of the answers they're putting on the screen are like where's the pizza like they're making fun and jokes because I remember she showed us a video on um I think a scenario in which the guy did the right thing and did the wrong thing yeah and then she uh she was like all right what did what was wrong here what could he have done better and they're just making jokes about it they were like and it was it made me upset not because like I get it guys brain the male brain isn't fully developed till after the woman you know (laughs) you know yeah you know women men females males we're smarter than you it just it's just that's how it is sure okay congratulations you can bench more All right, cool sweet nice yeah. but for the love of god the the immaturity levels in college it really comes out to play it really does it does and i i texted i called stern immediately and told him what was happening yeah i took pictures of like i i knew exactly like mental pictures of who was doing it like i ingrained it into my head and texted him immediately because you don't know who's a survivor in that exactly. room like i'm sorry but these bros can have other bros who have been sexually assaulted and mm-hmm. never told them and never talk about them because you know men hold that in it's just yeah. men men can't get raped men can't get sexually assaulted no like there's that mindset that's so toxic which is why you know suicide rates are always higher and we don't talk about that yeah, uh, no. male suicide rates are higher than women we yeah. don't talk about that never talk about that all you hear about is how like depression rates in females go up because of social media yeah and then we get labeled as oh we're so emotional i mean maybe so maybe that's why we're smarter because we are so emotional and deal with sort of things and we just i don't know but also some men are smart oh 100 some men are smart 100%. there's good ones out there 100 telling you our boyfriends yeah. exhibit a Pat and Dan. Pat and Dan. Best guys. Real ones. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, a guy is a great guy when they're able to just hang out with the girls. Yeah. Like, they hang out with your friends not needing any of their guy friends there. You know, they, they, they don't question it. Yeah. And it's like, like, Dan can't come out to 50 nights this weekend, right? Because he has Passover. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he celebrates Easter Orthodox. So, um, he's like, I still want you to go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but then you have, like, you know, the sad, 
toxic relationships where you have the boyfriend saying, you know, you can't go out without me. Yeah. Or the girlfriend saying, no, you can't go out without me. Because exactly. both genders can do it. We're mm-hmm. not, mm Don't fucking, I ain't playing that one-sided shit. Yeah. Because speaking of, oh, you, have you been listening to the Johnny Depp trial going on? I saw that. I thought it was a joke at first. It's like, it's so sad. It's so sad. Wait, like what? what's happening with that? So basically, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp so Johnny Depp was married to, I forgot who, what her name was, but his ex-wife, they were married for like 20-something years, long time. Meets Amber Heard on the um, set of The Rum Diaries, a movie they were filming together. And he ends up getting a divorce. And then they end up getting married, dating, get married. And they only ended up married, they were only married for like 13 months. So it was very short. But what happened was, go back in time, Johnny grew up being abused physically and emotionally by his mom. Mm-hmm but he never left her side because that's his mom, you know? Like, yeah. as much as he was hurt by his mom, that's his mom. So growing up, he... I know that all too well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does, right? Yeah. And it's... You're like, okay, little sus. Then they get divorced, and all these depositions, all these all these hearings start happening because um, Amber is saying that Johnny's abusing her, right? Johnny Depp's abusing her. Mm-hmm. Then he's saying, no... There's pictures of him getting a glass bottle thrown at him in his head. He had like half his finger chopped off from a glass bottle. He's been hit by her, like screamed at her, like mentally, physically abused by by Amber. Amber Heard, mm-hmm. who we're talking about. And then after the divorce, Amber Heard, um, she published a like telltale hall and telltale all in the New York Times about how he's a like a lady, a, like a woman hitter, like literally a woman beater. And he's like, no, 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 no. Because what happened was it's so easy for the woman to play the victim yeah. in our society. Because mm-hmm. that's just that's just the stigma of... It's normalized. You know? It's like in every SVU episode, what do you see? Every time you see a man that's been sexually assaulted, it's always harder to prosecute the offender because how can you rape a man? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's how can you do that? You can do it. You can fucking do it. They're like, oh, no, you just... Like, that's not... It's like when you have a person like Johnny who's so vulnerable in his feelings, who's grown up abused by his mom, but like still loving her. Mm -hmm. And I think he had like, it's still going on right now. So he's suing her for like $50 million because of defamation, because everything she put in was a lie. And the reason why he's suing her is not about the money. It's because he was the abused, A. And I'm not saying that he didn't do anything wrong either. But when you look at both sides, she was the person that his drug his drug issues and alcoholism it's, his addiction got bad when yeah. he entered that marriage like there's like a timeline like you'd see all the warning signs of like what happens when you're in a stressful environment and yeah. a stressful relationship and a toxic relationship yeah so she's now countersuing him for like a hundred mil so right now they're basically interviewing hometown friends like literally childhood friends um family members uh co-stars like everyone witnessing everyone who's come in to talk about johnny has said like he has always been the sweetest nicest guy he has never once been a and you see interviews of him he's chill he's always been chill like he's been he's he's like that animated guy he's a great actor captain jack captain fucking jack bro and 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 you're like he's the man the man and finally his story's being told because for the longest time, he didn't know what to do. There's a couple of videos on YouTube, actually, of, like, warning signs that Johnny, like, showed. 
and we missed him there's like one time in an interview he's like i'm scared i don't know what to do but they think it's just him being like oh like just acting or something like that Mm -hmm. and then you have amber heard who actually is copying what johnny's wearing so every time johnny wears like a gray suit the next day she's wearing a gray suit yeah the entire time she was staring she faced her chair to stare at him he didn't once stare at her in- intimidation tactics like there's more things like body language tells so much you see in the courtroom yeah. johnny's lawyer's coming back he pulls the chair out for her it's and she crazy sits down how many signs are like myths in those type of situations it, and how relationships could turn so dark so quick yep and it's funny because she like claimed johnny hit her gave her a black eye and then the day after she was on like the tonight show like n- nothing yeah like that's i'm sorry that's not something that it happens to you, you there's no no shot yeah no shot you'd be you know what i mean yeah and it's definitely hard for the person to realizing that like that they're being manipulated that they're being controlled that absolutely it's a lot to take in and mm-hmm. once you realize it it's a lot to speak up for yourself yep. like i've struggled with that my entire life childhood whatever and it's it's hard for people and that's where like the help help comes in yep and sometimes people are afraid to get that help because they put it on themselves that so they did the wrong i hate hate when people feel that way like that's like that's why i'm 100 percent going into like that's why i'm so happy people like you are going into social work and people like me are going into like psych because it's Mm -hmm. like in counseling because the people that want to be counselors and want to be social workers should be doing that yeah you know don't do it for like don't go into a career for freaking the money like you're going to be miserable you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's like money will come money doesn't bring you freaking happiness it you know money will come you'll need it it's like bro it's not a big deal you know what i mean it's like i look at like the lives of like jeff bezos and all those like multi-billionaires it's like sure they can order uber eats at any time with no like you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. but like it's like yeah they're chilling but then you see celebrities that have all this money and it's like they don't have normal lives you know but it's like we have the opportunity to actually build these relationships with people like that's what humanity was built on you know like talking communicating working with other people it's like when you're stuck in a freaking castle dollar uber eats (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's that's love yeah and like i think it's i'm super excited to be a counselor because it's just i hate when people no don't talk about bitch talk about your anxiety talk about your freaking troubled home life because everybody should be there's nobody has a perfect family go fuck yourself yeah like even the kardashians (laughs) aren't fucking perfect bro all right like let's be real come on they all have their shit they yeah. all have their shit. Their shit is just out on the tabloids. Like, that's the only difference. Yeah. And I, I hate that we our society focuses so much on, like, pop culture and we're obsessed with celebrities and obsessed with all that shit because I'm just like, bro, there's... It's like Bruce Willis just got diagnosed with aphasia, right? Mm-hmm. You know what aphasia is? Nope. It's like when once like, you, you stop being able to talk and, like, produce speech. In your mouth? I think it's, it's a part of your brain, but... It happens sometimes when you have a stroke. I think okay. it's the pre. I think it's the. Um. I think it's the front. I. Th- I want to say it's the frontal lobe that gets that's affected. That. Okay. That. That's what your speech. A lot of times it happens when people have strokes. They can have aphasia afterwards. Just. Just something hits it wrong. But like my, I'm talking to my parents and like my family on Easter and they're like talking about it like I didn't even know what that was and I'm like looking I'm like, really? Like I'm just like you didn't know what that was and I'm just it makes me mad sometimes that we don't care about things until a celebrity gets it mm-hmm. or we don't care about things until a freaking celebrity like when have you ever heard about celebrities until like they die you know what i mean it's like they die it's like oh a huge fucking deal now we're gonna do the tributes and all that yeah, shit it's like like my boy cameron boyce <laughs> r.i.p literally yeah. it's like he was a freaking star should have done way more had so much potential i'm pretty sure he's my first childhood crush 
Definitely. Pretty sure. I had a crush on him when he was six. Oh, yeah. Like, when he was a little... Oh, my God. He he just had that attitude. That, like, he had that persona where it's just, like, Mm -hmm. fucking go. You know, like... Goofy mood. Yeah. (laughs) All the time. 24-7. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, but it's true. Like, even Selena Gomez now, too, with the bipolar disorder. Yeah. And what's crazy, too, is that when Demi Lovato was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, right? Mm -hmm. She was recovering from her eating disorders drug addiction alcoholism all that right and her drug of choice was cocaine and she like i remember in one of her first documentary before her relapse her heroin relapse when she almost died before that she was like this is the first time i'm interviewing without being on cocaine and i'm thinking like the reason why she was doing cocaine was to counterbalance her fucking bipolar disorder that she didn't know she had that was just getting that was just getting like pushed because with mental health and women bro Mm -hmm. it's shut up with the hormones shut up about like the emotions like shut up about that because i can guarantee you guys are just as emotional as women they just know they just hide it they just they don't they They do it they they cry in the shower like they cry like when they're home alone they cry in the car that you know that's what they do it's like for women it's like oh no you you have mood disorder bro no Mm -hmm. i'm just going through a tough time right now or something like that or she's being told that she just has a she just has addiction issues when in reality, she had addiction issues because that is her self-medicating to counterbalance the lows and highs of bipolar disorder. Yeah. And the same thing with Selena Gomez. And God bless Selena Gomez because she's been through fucking hell. Yeah. Lupus. She's like got like weak hands now. It's so sad. It's so sad. But all that's connected. Lupus, yeah. like with your body and your mental health. And now that she's got bipolar disorder, physical. it's like it's insane. It's very hard to detect bipolar disorder. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's probably the reason why, because people hide it and people don't know what bipolar disorder feels like, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you're manic, you feel good. Yeah. Like you feel great. Like, why would you not want to feel that way? Yeah. You know, and then when you're having lows, you could just be like, ah, just having a couple bad days. You know what I mean? It's not until it gets severe, which is, you know, in rare cases when people have severe, severe and have to be like, you know hospitalized for it and things like that because they really need to get on a certain regimen of their medication or else they can't function which is like so heartbreaking but like it's very important Mm -hmm. that it gets done yeah and then you have the people that like go years and years and years and years i heard that people who have bipolar disorder it's hard for them to say that they have bipolar disorder before they're diagnosed with it yeah so like they may feel like that manic and then then depressed but they have a hard time saying oh i have bipolar disorder yep like you know because it's not diagnosed yet for them but they feel that way that makes sense in a way Mm -hmm. but it's it's sad that and the medication too is crazy for that like it's just like because you have to balance it you know what i mean it's it Mm -hmm. and and you know you're always working on your mental health like you're never like oh i have depression now my depression's gone like no it's always gonna you're always gonna have to deal with certain triggers certain things you know yeah but therapy medication helps you deal with it properly mm-hmm. and like everyone's all like medication's bad blah 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 like an ssri is just giving you what you already your brain already produces yeah i don't know i'm one of those people though I, i'm afraid to take meds i don't know why i'm telling you right now your doctor psychiatrist psychologist won't will outweigh the benefits over the risks of medication so yeah. like they will look at it and say like this is the and the thing is you can't just give someone medication and be like here you get better no yeah you have to constantly work for it like when i was going through my literally suicidal anxiety that whole shit before i started going to therapy and 
got medication for my anxiety and then found out I was celiac. When I was down, down, down bad, like I would have taken anything to make it feel better. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was either I'm going to kill myself or like, I don't know. Resort to a substance that makes you feel. 100%. And then I'm just like, and I always looked at medications for mental health, like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to get addicted, all that. And then you look at it and like, I take Prozac, for example, for my anxiety, but it's also an antidepressant. So a lot of SSRIs and antidepressants can be used to help with your anxiety. So an SSRI, for those who do not know, is a a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. And many of you know, you know, you need serotonin, dopamine, you need all these neurotransmitters to make you feel sad, happy, and, you know, kind of keep you balanced. When you're dealing with anxiety and depression, there's either too much or too little of a specific neurotransmitter. And uh, SSRIs are kind of just, you know, stopping your brain from producing more and helping you add to it. And it's just, it's not, and it takes a month to really get in your system. And for that, you really, you take it, you know, same time every day and you don't feel different that's the thing you don't feel like an immediate reaction it takes like two three weeks to really get in your system and work and then after that and you don't have to take it the rest of your life that's the thing it really helps you get balanced and when like i'm pretty sure that i'll be able to not take prozac once i'm like out of school and like now i have my career set and everything because i'm thinking about it it's like once i got my diet under control i was good you know my anxiety felt a lot better so it's not a crutch that you hold on to it's like if i didn't go to therapy i would not be where i am like it's it's the combo it's the combo of the both that really help but like don't be scared of medication i'm not saying oh go take but i'm just saying like i think they're a good thing you could always do your own research too that's what i always do i always look up Research everything before, before. no 100% because I'm just like and it's not like I'm webmd in this shit it's like no, no no I'm looking at like scholarly articles of like literally research because like that's all I did in school like all that's all scholarly articles shout out burger hey. research methods <laughs> ah, you know vibes um but and like find out my stuff on my own and see like what is the best fit for me because there's so many options and it's not a one case fits all yeah same thing with like when I was diagnosed with ADHD N- stimulants is not a one size fits all bro I'm on my second type right now just seeing if it fits and i think i'm gonna change it again so it's like you know don't be afraid don't be scared don't be stigmatized about it like do what you need to do like you know it's your choice it's your body like i remember when i told my mom i'm I'm taking new meds and she's like all right it's your body like let make sure you listen to yourself and always listen to your body too yeah like you know it's not it's not a bad thing though because um antidepressants are a beautiful thing because it does help a lot of people in 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 like a very positive way and if the first time doesn't work then the next one i was just lucky that prozac worked for me first first time out of the bat yeah and helped me with my anxiety so much so much kind of made things in the moment when i started taking it it made things seem happier yeah so i have a question for you so Mm -hmm. you know how we're figuring everything out who we are and all that Mm -hmm. um so before you took prozac did you have a hard time doing that and then after was it easier for you to like kind of you know think about things that you've been through and grow into who you are now oh yeah no definitely I feel like I was able to reflect and I think COVID gave me a huge opportunity to like sit back and be like how did I get where I am right now why am I feeling like this because the depression was telling me to kill myself the depression was telling me there's no way out that's it wasn't me telling myself that it was the depression was telling me you're you will never be happy again you'll, you'll never get out of here there's no other way other than to kill yourself that that was what was being told in my brain right yeah so i'm sitting back and 
I thought about it for so many days. I was like, who do I go? Like, I go to my mom. Like, how do you, how do you go to your creator, the person that birthed you, and say, like, I want to kill myself? So I ended up going to my mom and saying, like, I want to die. Like, I really, like, I'm just so upset. And everybody knew in the house that I was going through shit. Yeah. So I, when I first, when I had my first therapy session and I started taking Prozac and I started on the recovery, it took about two years for me to fully get recovered mentally and physically because after I got, my depression, anxiety was first and then that's when I lost the weight and then I went gluten-free and then my body, that was the physical aspect. So the mental health was, you know, I attacked that first. Beforehand, I probably, I was always like, I, I always had a bunch of friends and I was always like a people pleaser, but not like on purpose so this was the first time where I actually sat down and was like I need to take care of myself yeah like I like no one else the only person at the end of the day that's going to be there for you is yourself very always true. very 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 always mm-hmm. you know and if you're not taking care of yourself who the fuck is the person you talk to the most is yourself is yourself mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing if you're talking to yourself that's totally normal learn yeah. about that learning <laughs> memory shout out burger again it is very normal so no if so you normal. feel like you're having a conversation with yourself it is normal 100 percent. and i guess that was really what really changed my perspective to i'm gonna get myself and my my shit together and when i did that's when i found out all right this is what i want as my career path so i feel like until i was mentally okay mm-hmm. that's when i wouldn't have been able to figure out what i want to do whatsoever yeah. it's kind of like a black cloud over you yeah very true i've had a black cloud over me how's that experience been uh it's still ongoing Mm -hmm. yeah so i've i don't know i've had suicidal thoughts depression you know i i think you're lying if you never you know thought of driving your car into oncoming traffic but that's just me no okay i have i'll be honest all right i have (laughs) i have like I i think you're lying if you say you did it because it's right there, you know? Yep. But, you know, that also might be the depressive side, but I don't, I don't really care. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, but uh, I went through a lot during my childhood, and it's still kind of ongoing. Parents divorced, went through a traumatic experience, and, you know, it still follows me to this day, but, you know, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm not going to let it define me. Uh, but some days are harder than others I'm not gonna lie for sure but yeah yep it's definitely and I feel like when you have those fucking dad ba- like those down days it's like you're like fuck like when is it gonna end yeah. you know what I mean but then when you're having the good times it's like oh shit like when I've like felt happy again I I, I, I can't remember like the like when I felt it but it was so long yeah since I felt that had that feeling and like for if any of my old high school friends are listening right now like in high school I was bouncing off the walls involved with everyone like friends with everything going out all that shit doing stupid teenage bullshit because like that was life and then when I freaking hit my 20s it's like boom I hit 20 years old like this is the first time I've had like suicidal thoughts and like I I was just like there's no way that my life is ending this way like I I was thinking to myself like there's no way that I've been through so much I have so much potential. I have so much going for me. And I'm selfish enough that that's the only, that's my last resort. But mm-hmm. then I was like, no, it's not me. It wasn't me. It's the same thing with, it wasn't me that was losing the weight. It was the celiac. The celiac was making me sick and it was losing the weight. It was not me. Yeah. So when I finally got the answer that it wasn't me and that I actually could change it, that was like 
the freaking light at the end of the tunnel yeah and like everyone always asks like tina you're so nice you're so happy and it's like i do that and i am like that because like i've literally been as low as you can go i don't think you can get lower than suicidality i think that's literally wanting to kill yourself is like the lowest you can get like exactly if that's your if that's the only option that you're thinking of like go talk to somebody yeah like it's okay to go talk to somebody like Mm -hmm. talk to your dog talk to your literal pet i talk to my freaking dog brooklyn all the time and she doesn't understand what i'm saying but i'm talking to her like she's the bff you know what i mean it's like don't be afraid it's very important and i feel like people think that if they say that they're suicidal they get they're like i'm gonna get locked up like no that, that that's not how it goes yeah like you're allowed to have bad thoughts you're allowed to be you're allowed to have any type of thoughts as you want like that that's okay yeah like it doesn't make you a bad person doesn't mean that you're not gonna you're gonna have those thoughts forever you know what i mean there's ways to work for it there's ways to work and help it which is why yeah. what pushed me into psych because i was nursing originally and that's why so that's why if you ever see me and i'm all like ah, it's because like i know what it's like to be in the shitter yeah. and for me personally i feel like it's like uh not a duty but like i feel like i just have a job as somebody to advocate for like mental health awareness yeah. and like advocate that it's okay to be depressed it's okay to be suicidal it's okay to be have anxiety it's okay to have yeah. adhd it's okay to have something wrong with you and even if you don't want to talk to your parents like there there has to be at least like one person one friend in your life that you can talk to absolutely like, thankfully like my friends have saved me countless numerous times and pat too pat has saved me more times than i can even count and he's been such a supportive and loving boyfriend shout out pat but yeah my my rock throughout like it was definitely like my best friend vivi because i feel like i didn't really um I love Vivi and I haven't even met her. Bro, yet. she's like, <laughs> shout you out talk v. about her all the time. Dude, I she, just... I, you hear that, V? I don't lie to you when I say that I literally talk about you yeah, all the fucking no, time. Good things sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, sh- like when I tell you, I've never really. I mean, I had like close friends, but like when I met V, she was just like, she, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it clicked. It was like she was my Ethiopian princess that fucking fell from the earth. That was like my sister from another fucking family and um i she knows everything about me in and out i remember she's there for me when i had countless panic attacks she was there i was like and like i give her so much credit because like i think back and i'm i feel guilty about like the position i put her in because i feel like as a friend i sh- i shouldn't have been such a burden on her life like i shouldn't have but then, you know, she always tells me to shut the fuck up and don't say that, Tina. Like, you know, I love you. I'll always be there for you. You can tell me anything. Yeah. And and vice versa, too. Yeah. And I'm just like, and for her, she always, she's so tough to open up. She's like a fucking walnut sometimes. She yeah. just, she hates, and I'm just like, no, bro, like, fucking talk to me. She's so stubborn. Her communication skills are so shitty. <laughs> shitty. <laughs> <laughs> we had like our we had like our first yeah. fight this year it wasn't even a fight like i just told her i was mad at her and we were on the phone till like 5 30 in the morning just talking and she was like <laughs> she was like why are you mad at me what and i just texted her because like hear me i'll give you the input so i like texted her because i was like she has she has i like was talking to my mom it was over winter break i was like she has no idea like i'm upset with her like she has no idea because like mm-hmm. that's just who she is like you know what i mean she's she's so good at like being like she's a great friend but fucking clueless as hell sometimes for emotional fucking shit. She's just like, whoa, off the, like, nothing, right? Love her to death, though. But I told my mom, I look at her and I go, V doesn't even know I'm upset. I guarantee you she has no idea that I'm, like, a little bit mad. And, of course, I was right. Because when I brought it up to her, she's like, what? Like, she had no idea. And I go, mom, like, I know her. I was like, I, I know her like the back of my fucking hand. I'm taller than her, by the way. 
<laughs> she hates when I say that. Because, like, she, I guess she says that she's not, but... How tall are you? Um, five, uh, five nine? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Vivi's, like, a little fucking 5'4", bitch. You know what I mean? She's, like, yeah, she's a little tiny bitch. But, um, like... I just, and then, you know, then we ended up going through our shit, but I just, like, the, but then it realized to me, like, when she got so upset, and then it realized that, like, oh, shit, like, she does care about me. I was, like, the fact that we've never had a fight, like, ever, just mm-hmm. proves to you, like, she'd come to my house, like, and I wouldn't, no, no, no warning, just come over, hang out with my brothers, like, she's family, that's what she is, and the texts I've sent her about, like, her her like i think about her listening to her best friend like wanting to kill herself like and i'm i'm so sorry that like it took me so long to like get better i guess but like mad fucking props to you because like without her she kept me alive and it's and so did my mom but she was the one that i was i she's the only person i told everything to she's the only person that didn't judge me she's the only person that was there for me 24 7 she was it's like she was my rock and she 100% saved my life. And I remember the day I like texted her um, like that I was like super happy or something. And then she like texted me back like saying how how happy she was that I was happy because it's been like so long. Oh, it's so sweet. The genuinity of it. And I'm just <laughs> like, bro, like and I miss her like shit. I haven't seen her since since I haven't seen her since Christmas break and I miss her. But without her, like you know like it's important to Where keep people around and it that's just one person like i'm not like and i am friends with many people mm-hmm. lots of people but like these family like that's that you know like without i wouldn't have made it at all she 100 serious type shit 100 and she actually gave me this she gave me this bracelet i think you i think you remember v the soul sisters one um but she gave it to me for a graduation gift for senior year after we graduated high school and i've worn it every day every day oh. the only times i ever taken it off was soccer games obviously for for that yeah. put it in my bag and then after the game i put it right back on and i've worn it so i've literally you can see that i've never taken it off because all the the lettering's gone like the black lettering in the inside's like gone yeah. but that's four years four years and i don't even think she i don't even know if she knows that i wear it every day it's still going but i as soon as she gave me it that's the one thing that she because it, it says soul sisters because it's just like that's just what it was that's what just what it was she's like she saved my life and without her she's definitely i mean she's gotta meet everybody i feel like everyone here knows about her and it's like (laughs) she came to one she came to a senior day though she was there she fucking oh and there's that she fucking surprised me on my senior game this year like i had no idea she was fucking coming what a true what a true and like i hate her because it's just like and the thing is i had a feeling i had a feeling she was coming too because here's what happened she wasn't snapping me and her location was turned off. And I look and I'm just like, and she, I remember before we left, V, I'm so fucking smart. Don't forget that. She literally goes like, I'm going to make it to a game. I'm going to make it to a game. I think I can make it to your senior day. Is it the last home game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember talking about in the, over the summer about that. Cut to senior day. I wake up and I'm like, I just have a feeling. I'm like, she's planning something. I like, I just, I know when she's near me. I just know. And I look, her location's off and I go, this fucker. Yeah. so then you know, you know i'm on like the game your friend shut off the location you know they're coming to surprise bro, bro i literally am on the field and all i see is all i hear is let's go christina i'm looking the other way i didn't even have to look to know it was her i s- stood there turned like i was walking back and i heard that and i literally like looked up i was like 
my jaw dropped and she start. i see her she's fucking peeing her pants laughing and i'm looking at her like i had no fucking I- and this is the second time she surprised me she surprised me freshman year for my birthday at home and i didn't know she was coming and she was at nona's and surprised me there and i was like no fucking way um but I- she fucking does that shit and it pisses me off and i fucking love her to death for it but then it's like Argh! i hate it but i love her yeah. and she's just like the best person like freaking ever but you know i still want to she's got a punchable face though for sure for sure for sure for sure for sure but what 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 is a punchable face like just like it's just like why do you look like that you're like i love you but like like because she looks like she's got her shit together you know it's it's vivi she was always vivi and it's just like i just want to punch you in the face Mm. you know her sisters understand lexi and gab would totally back me up on that that she has a punchable face for sure say sam has a punchable face too yeah no 100 <laughs> she walks around she's fucking cute and then it's like boom yeah. right there boom, right there so i'm like it's important to keep those people around you that like will literally be there for you and yeah that will really show you who the real ones are that stick around me and v have now been friends for six years damn. and it feels like a lifetime damn like it literally feels like i've known her my entire fucking life yeah friends give yourself like uh, give you an identity oh for sure i remember when i started showing up at her house like every day because we 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 were on the same we played soccer together sophomore years when we realized we lived like a minute us we used to call we lived a song away from each other Mm -hmm. so like to drive to my house or drive to her house we would it would be one song length so we would always be like oh what song am i putting on for the ride home it's like one song and that's what i ended up signing her yearbook with i was just like yeah i know you're not gonna be one song away anymore but like i'll still we'll still be able to (laughs) hang out like me and um it was just and i've never had a sister too like she grew up with two sisters i grew up with two brothers so like this is the first time i was ever like close with a girl in a way where it like genuinely felt like a sister but a sister where i didn't want to kill you it was like she was just like I've never found someone who had the same vibe, who, like, kind of had the same mindset. Like, we freaking had this, like, same... It's just it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. And, you know, she was... She knows everything about me 24-7. And it's funny because we don't really text, like, every day. Like, we don't. But we Snapchat at least once a day just to make sure we're alive and breathing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll catch up occasionally. But it's, like, we don't have to text every day to know what's going on in our lives yeah you know um and i know we're both doing crazy shit right now um but it's like i really wanted to meet dan so bad like i'm they haven't met yet no no i know that's gonna be exciting though and once it happens i'm just like oh my god it's like making me nervous like <laughs> your tummy's turning i'm like hey this is dan <laughs> oh but yeah i love you and i miss you and you know that's why it's so important to like you know have non-toxic People. relationships yeah. as well friendships relationships like family ships it's just important to friendships can be toxic too oh 100 you have any toxic friendship stories oh yeah no oh, let's yeah. hear let's hear your, the juiciest one um okay i had a childhood friend like forever and we lived in the same neighborhood grew out grew up in like a small town i guess you could call it, it was just a circle and I started dating her brother, but not really dating, but, you know, the vibe. And I don't know. She was just always, like, we were always inseparable, everything like that. And then she just started putting the blame on me when it was actually, like, the both of us together. And something happened where we 
went out together and then we end up going back with like a couple of these guys and at the time I was with her brother and you know stuff got like out of hand and everything and she kind of just put the blame all on me and then she texted me this whole like paragraph saying like oh like Madge you're such a bad friend like I can't believe like you did this and like I would come in and defend myself and then she would be like oh well this got out of hand and I was like I'm just like literally giving you my side defending myself like we could have like a conversation like not putting the blame like all on me like you know like I've been dealing with stuff we haven't really talked there's always two sides really bad yeah takes two to tango in every scenario and the truth the goddamn truth true but I don't know. I, I'm not going to say... I, I've done some shitty things. We all, I think have. We, yeah, Nobody, we all have. Nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. Nobody. But And if you are, you're a fucking liar. Or a robot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I I know when I'm not in the wrong fully, and I will admit... I, would, I hold myself accountable at the end of the day. Like, I know when I... That's called growth. Exactly. Exactly. Growth. Love it. But, yeah, that's about it. I, I hold myself accountable, and at the end of the day, I'm not going to let people walk all over me anymore. I feel that, sis. Anymore. That was a big lesson I had to learn, too. hmm 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because, like, I feel like it's the Libra in me, too, that, like, always, like, cares about others and, you know. And, like, I've never, like, purposely – I don't go out of my way to, like, make people like me. Like, I don't do that at all. But no, I, I used to. I, I'm a – it's it's a tough thing yeah. it's a tough habit to break mm-hmm. 100% but like I've always put others before me like I've always been that giving person always yeah. but like not purposely that's just me and when you love you love hard literally that's me too like in every scenario like V ride or fucking die yeah. like I would kill for her swear to god like if anybody ever hide the body. like when I tell you she's never like she she's got her first boyfriend last year right yeah. she's, they're still together um and we graduated high school with them and I fucking told her, like, if anything happens, I will fucking destroy. I'll go rogue. Yeah. I swear to God. Like, she's, like, my literal fucking younger sister to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I ride or die. That type shit. Like, it's, like, she's already going to be the maid of honor at my wedding. Like, she lucked out because I don't have sisters. So, she can, she's, like, she always fucking told me that. She's, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a big cute bridesmaid. You know, she got two sisters, so, you know, I can't. It, it, she's like, it depends on, like, who Lex, because Lexi's probably getting married soon. So, she's like, it, her oldest sister. So, she's like, it depends on who's the maid of honor. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, they it's do, fine. like, a rotation. Yeah, I'm like, I get, to pl- I, get, I get to plan the bachelorette party then. We're getting fucking crunk crazy. But, you know, that, you can't force friendships either or relationships. No. I feel like that's another thing. And it's super important that you take care of yourself as well. Without friendships, life would be pretty fucking boring. That it would be. But if we want to change topics, we can start talking about being a fucking athlete and the toll that fucking takes. Bro, the amount of times I've heard people say, like, oh, being an athlete's not that hard. Dude. It's really hard. It doesn't matter what division you play. Balancing anything in school is tough. I really don't know how D1 athletes do, like, that, though. Like, even, like, D3, I felt like I was struggling. Some schools, they they have, they pay tutors to do their work. Oh, well, there you go. There's, li- no, like, straight up, that's why, like, some D1 players joke around and saying, like, oh, like, we actually do our homework versus other schools. Yeah. Because, like, there's no, no shot. It's, 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 it's a job. Yeah, it's a job. It's a job. They're exploited. People do the work. 100%. And all those schools, the D1 schools, they literally only, their biggest 
all the money comes out of boosters for their freaking athletics mm. they have winning teams it's like when you look at the college admission scandal that happened stanford totally totally denied all the allegations all the allegations when there was literally like proof that they knowingly like took bribes and shit and knew oh. what was happening but like nope nope and it, it's just like you know if you're if you're planning on going pro sure go d1 you know what i mean but like yeah. in the end it's like if you're not going pro you're gonna have to have a career some way or another you know what i mean there's gonna be you're gonna have to do something and even like retired athletes they do other ventures they're doing a bunch of stuff because it's like there's more to life than just a sport which is also like a huge identity thing i feel like because like we're done you know what i mean well i'm playing luckily i hopefully playing the year in grad school eventually because we have one year eligibility but like when you're done with sports like why don't we why don't we like ever talk about like women's like body image changing and like body issues that happen after sports because let me tell you like they do not exercise it changes it change like and it's sad because like you see these girls that are like you know super skinny during the season dog of course you're super skinny Mm -hmm. like especially when you're a trackie you know what i mean if you're doing track your whole life and all of a sudden you're done with that and you're going into like a career and you're done with like the athletic mentality because when you're doing practices every day games in between that yeah. like we're going one, one 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 like back back to back to back to back and physically and mentally it takes a toll on it like games like you gotta be in the zone you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. unless you're an athlete you don't know mentally the toll it takes on you yeah. you know and i feel like there's just there's not enough resources for athletes especially male athletes you know what i mean to to vent and and let things out you, you see like ugh, katie rest in peace stanford goalie who passed yeah. away like it's, it's just so sad because like i looked up to her she was cr- i remember watching her in the 2018 on the what was it 2019 crazy. um when they won and she she won them the fucking championship when then the goal in goal she stopped two of those pks and she freaking won it and she allegedly um she killed herself possibly because of um an alleged letter she got from the school because she was being on like discipline because she defended a friend and i'm thinking like if this girl who's an ra stanford women's soccer known going to go pro so good probably she could have been the next hope solo like that's the thing she was so disgustingly good and she was also a great person yeah and she got a letter and just because she got that letter she felt that her whole world would be taken away like you put these players on a pedestal but then you don't support them when they're about to get freaking decked off it and then they've that collapsing feeling like i'm just i'm totally putting myself in her shoes and i honestly i could see myself freaking out too being like oh my god like i'm getting in trouble like i've never gotten in trouble like like discipline in like an academic way never because i've always been a good student i've always behaved that type of shit but like when you're that like and i'm an ra too so i totally understand like the balance it takes to be an ra and an athlete and extracurriculars and all that shit and then you add d1 to that it's even it's even harder so i'm looking at it i'm like she definitely saw the letter and was just like my world's gonna be over like my life's over like she looked at it like that was the only resort because how could she explain this to her fans how could she explain this to her parents so that's why i think that it's so important that there's like resources yeah because like you need it you really do need it yeah you should definitely like have like a practice of just like mental training or something like in court like incorporate that or uh to like sports and every sport men women anything 
absolutely is that's sad absolutely it's also sad how like you know i hate i hate that's an nba and the WNBA. it's like we have such Mm. good women basketball players such good female so good so good and like if they put the amount of money they put in the nba and the amount of publicity and they they would get the audience they would get like that's what they people don't like that's why like they're like oh no like they should just get more fans they should play like no it look at the nfl look how much money money they put in that and can i just say i have to put this in there i laughed when i saw everyone celebrating the men's national teams like the men's u.s soccer national team qualified for the world cup qualified they celebrated them qualifying no that's it yep no no that's that they celebrate qualification and the women's team has won it four times men zero and they just finally qualified and the like the fact that they celebrate the qualification just proves they're shit but yet they have more support behind them than the female the, the women's team and i remember going to see the u.s national team play and they the stands weren't even filled like it was 2012 before that when like there was nobody going to the games yeah like i've been watching alex morgan play when she was a benched player when she was just doing club and she was not pro i remember that shit and then she got pulled up and then she became a freaking star but it's like that shit mm-mm, no way man sports are hard being an athlete is tough it's really tough trade shoes and walk a mile in my shoes and you really gain perspective Facts. quote yo that was good i think it was mac miller probably but yeah sounds like something he'd say probably <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p miss him so many freaking so many I, I i think it's so sad when we lose people to suicide and and all that and it's what's so funny too is that well not funny interesting is that they said katie had no warning signs that she was suicidal there definitely was a hundred percent she didn't just have this letter and then just do it there had to been like people don't know yeah proper warning signs no get educated like i mean if you start seeing a friend withdraw from like group gatherings you know not reaching out as much yeah staying in bed you know that's a sign reach out bad personal hygiene not doing work not showing up to planned events not like literally check in check in on your freaking friends like i if you think something's wrong and you find out that there's actually nothing wrong who cares i'll tell you it probably will mean more to them that you thought of them and checked in like then oh you think something's wrong with me like Mm -hmm. no like no but be there for your friends i think people have like a hard time being or feeling like that awkwardness which you know everyone everyone has a little awkward in them Absolutely. i think i'm pretty awkward i'm pretty weird but Bro, i learned to embrace it so Dude, i'm a freaking freak still learning i'm a freak i am too come on man you are and it's, i love that about you what i'm saying yeah. it's like i'm an acquired taste you know not everyone likes me i get that <laughs> but like you know i'm me yeah. unapologetically me you know this is this is this is the hand Say i was no dealt more. oh my god and i actually interesting enough all right do you think that if you were alive um like our parents age like that age do you think if we were alive in their time you'd be the same person you are right now like personality wise i think what year like what year is that is that like the hippie like age or no it'd be like you'd be like a teenager in the 80s i think i i think honestly i would be happier 
I feel like there was like less. I don't know. Because I feel like nobody knew like cigs caused cancer. You know what I mean? Nobody knew. Oh, true. Well, I mean, vapes now. It's cigarette yeah, now. Yeah. So. It's like there's everything was because like my mom's like she was talking about Catholic school. And I think Dan was actually telling a story about his dad and like getting hit like by one of the sisters at school. And like we were talking about it on Easter. And my mom's like, you know, like uh, and I like look at her and I'm like, if a nun hit me, I'd hit her right back with the ruler like no cap and then my mom goes there's she's like no way you'd be able to do that like no way you'd do that because that was a different time like and i look at her i was like mom you think that like i'd be a different like i'd have a different personality like if i was born in a different time i'm like i i'd still be me just in a different time period because if you think about it like the only thing that changes throughout your life is your your, the way you view yourself but what if you're influenced by like culture and pop culture would never I don't conform men. I don't know. I promise you. Because, like, I think I would be considered, like, the hippies. Like, I would have been in the outsider group in those times. Like, if during, like, the Vietnam. Yeah, like, during the fucking Vietnam. I don't want to be hippie. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, during the Vietnam War, I would have been the ones, like, saying, fuck the war. I would have been the ones, like, bringing our troops home. I would have been that person. And, like, rather than the people saying, like, no, we need help. Like, I would have been, like, the anti. Like, I would have been that one. It's so hard for me to say that because I'm such an introverted person. But I'm a want to be like hippie, dude. I'm kind of like the nature hippie, you know. Like I, I want to be. I vibe with that, bro. Fucking naked and fucking the trees and sunflowers. I and fucks with that vibe, bro. Summertime, like I, I hate wearing shoes. I love being barefoot outside. It's a vibe, bro. My mom and pop up would always yell at me for that. It's a freaking vibe. I would run on the beach when I go to Rhode Island because we go there for like two weeks every summer, and I would run on the beach like barefoot. I love that shit. Like it's my favorite thing ever. Yeah, it's just a good time, and. I don't know there's just something about being in nature i mean we should enjoy the nature now before global warming fucks it up because yeah. we still say ice caps are melting <laughs> like what are we gonna do when they're melted you know what i mean like you know what they're saying like no they're not melting but then when they're gone we're gonna be living with the penguins on the beach i'm like how do you how do you how do you say like no they're not gone they're just invisible like what are you gonna say then it's like this i'm just like it mind boggles me like the flat earthers like, don't you think somebody would have fallen off during COVID if we were six feet apart from each other? Don't you think somebody would have fallen off by now? Probably. If the earth is flat, there's no way, no fucking way, someone hasn't fallen off. Walk to the edge of the earth and find out. This is what I'm saying. It's like, dang, we got pictures. We got all this. My biggest advice to everyone out there is to look up your own information like don't just take firsthand what you see on the tabloids what you see on the news what you see on twitter like go yeah. and do some research like do it yourself like don't don't wait for somebody else to do it for you i feel like the best thing to, that i've ever learned was to just go out and find the information myself yeah because i feel like just knowledge is key also going back to like the story that you told like with dan and the hitting and the nun mm-hmm. like also i had a story from like what my parents would tell me like when i was little like like, if they got in trouble with the cops, they would just bring them home. But that's not, like, the case anymore. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's fucking crazy. That's just freaking nuts to it's me. It's crazy to think. That's crazy to think about What if, if you would be a different person in that time age. Bro, rem- do you, like, uh, have you ever heard of the story about the women mm-hmm. who, the reason why, like, domestic violence, like, actually became a crime? Like, an actual thing? No. There was this woman, and this was, I forgot her name. It was before, um uh spouses could get in trouble for hitting their wives like when they're married they they, it was okay Mm -hmm. like that's what's so fucked about it so this lady was beat by her husband in front of a group of cops and the cops couldn't do anything about it because it was 
because there was it was legal it was literally legal for men and or women to beat their significant other and thinking back to that i'm just like holy hell i mean the same thing with like slavery like we actually owned people because we considered them like lower than us like you know what i mean like it's like but you got to talk about it you have to if you're not educating and telling people where we were to where we are now how the are you like we're gonna learn from it ever like and grow yeah. and continue to grow that's why I, like when they were talking about like the critical race theory and taking it out like you you had lawler right yeah and i remember when she talked about it it's like that's that's it's not telling it's not like saying oh like america's racist no 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 it's just giving you the background on where this country was you know founded from yeah like bitch this is stolen land you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we came here and killed and killed and then yeah. we enslave people and there's still slavery going on right now like it might be abolished it's still going on in ways of sex trafficking human trafficking like human slavery all that it's mm-hmm. still going on you know but the media chooses what it wants to talk about and what it doesn't want to talk about which is nuts because there's literally like videos of scientists like crying about how the worth world is ending and like nobody's listening to them like when the government starts silencing scientists you know it's getting serious yeah that's cr- like what do you want people to know that you'd think they just don't they just don't trust us they have trust issues with us going crazy and chaotic after hearing that news yeah it's like they think that informing the public will cause like a public uproar but look at what happened when you know like trump tried to hide covid like it just got worse and worse and worse and then it became like a like when you're scratching at a zit on your face and it just in the face and it just becomes like that huge fucking welt because it first it started as something small picked at it picked at it picked at it it's like he waited and waited and waited and waited and then uh, the whole country fucking shut down you know what i mean it's just a matter of you can't if you don't talk about something it doesn't go away yeah like i feel like that's the like american mentality like if we don't acknowledge it it didn't happen if we don't talk about it it didn't happen the truth comes out either way micro meso or macro any anyway personal or public comes out 100 percent. and it's like crazy because a lot of the times it's like that's another reason why people have like lost faith in like law enforcement it's not that we're not saying like they're not saying that all cops i talked about in my last podcast too with stevie they're not saying all cops are bad cops they're just saying that when other cops aren't calling out the bad cops Mm-hmm. you're just as bad like you're 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 adding to the problem yeah you know if there was like like during the george floyd incident it was on video it was there like how do you continue to say and try to create this false narrative and make george floyd look like this man that was a criminal when in reality yeah. it was not that situation whatsoever you know and i'm like just just own up to it it's yeah. like if we had cops that took accountability of fellow officers and coworkers that did these acts not saying all of them do it but the ones that do and they said hey that's wrong we're gonna fix this and we're gonna work on this yeah. there would be a so there would be a much different relationship between the black community and the police or just any community and the police 100 percent. yeah i agree with that you know it's like just own it just say yeah. we fucked up and then fix it it's like when you guys continue to say it's not happening when you continue it's to like those microaggressions that it's like, like why bro it's like come on yeah and it's like if you're a cop you're not above the law man like you 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 can't just kill somebody and then just say oh i was in the line of duty and i like no man there's some instances where you you, they need to be held accountable yeah always doctors are held accountable if they kill patients very true you know nurses have just been held accountable i really like 
do I just don't understand it. Like how like someone can judge someone on their based on their color, like Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. It's like I I I've never I, I looked at know. somebody and said I don't like you from looking at them. No. Like you know what I mean? No. And it's like now being I always get to know people first. 100%. And you always have to take into consideration their history. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you have to get like everyone's been through fucking shit, you know what I mean? Everything that people have experienced has turned them into the person they are now. Yeah. So it's like you you can't just take people as face value. You don't know what they're going on with at home. You don't know what's going on whatsoever. Mm-hmm. What everyone has been through some form of trauma. For sure, hundred percent. Whether that's losing a loved one, yeah, losing a parent, losing a sibling, losing yeah. a significant other. I, I I went to high school with girls who literally lost boyfriends. Like I couldn't imagine, oh like being a hi- a teenager, oh dating somebody and they die. You know what I mean? It's that type yeah. of shit. That's just like you can't come back from. It's like even a freaking fight with your parents can be traumatic. Yeah. A fight with a sibling or a friend. You can mm-hmm. remember it for the day you fucking die because it just left that impression in you. Yeah. And I feel like people like we're not saying you compare each trauma to another I'll because never all, compare each trauma no, to any other trauma. All trauma is valid mm-hmm. and you have every right to be upset and work through your shit and Yeah. And deal with it at your speed. Because like trauma affects everyone differently i've never yeah, grieved don't before don't feel bad because somebody else's trauma is more than yours or less than yours don't don't feel bad for that nah man and i hate when people like shit apologize for like talking to like their friends about it they're like oh i'm sorry like i, I hate, like no like yeah if, if you're my friend it's also the burden coming out yeah <laughs> it's like if you, like and i've been there i felt that yeah. way too but it's like you just gotta be like nah man everyone's going through this shit I'm just going through the shit right now. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I just, I'm just, this is my moment to shine. You know, this is my, this is my moment to, to grow into character development as fuck. Yeah. But shit is just, shit is crazy. And I just feel like we need to talk about, like, that's why the, the Will Smith thing got me really pissed off because everyone's focusing on him and the amount of predators and pedophiles that are in fucking Hollywood that still have their goddamn Emmys, uh, Emmys, their, um, academy awards that still have their do you remember your uh joke did you guys hear did you guys hear what happened at the oscars oh yeah (laughs) what what? the first uh oh yeah yeah yeah. i was like i was like oh hey guys guys i was like oh wait if you guys want to know i'm doing the talent show and i actually got the approval today that i'm doing it yeah they were a little nervous that like i was gonna be like because while now they had a little incident of like some racist remarks or some shit and i'm like yeah it was bad and i'm like no she's like just don't say the n-word i'm like i no uh no sorry would never even think about it and she's like don't make fun of disabled people and i go i am disabled like the n card's not real i'm like come on i'm like yeah i'm like dude chill out (laughs) i'm like never i'm probably just gonna roast the college because everybody can relate Uh uh-huh to the college probably throw some nursing jokes in there because i have so many nursing friends that have just been killed so it's like oh hey if you want to know okay so my joke was hey did you guys watch the oscars you see what happened will smith no actually the first um queer latina woman won best supporting actress no shit. yeah and actually the first male um legally deaf man also won for best supporting actor all right wait i actually didn't hear the deaf man but i heard the oh yeah of coda oh, it was wow. a great so coda stands for um children of deaf adults 
and um that movie's about this one girl who's lives in a family with her brother her parents and they're all deaf except for her mm-hmm. and she kind of it tells a story about how she you know supports the family um being the only hearing person and you know needing to translate for them and like help them out with things like that but she's also you know pursuing her dreams of going to college and and things like that so she's gonna have to be like balancing it's my time to go and leave the nest and you guys have yeah. to make it without me and he won it fantastic freaking performance and then the third ever female director won for best actor for coda Damn. so wait was it coda no yeah it was coda nope she won best director was for hold on nope it wasn't coda coda won best f- um film best director what was it i'm drawing a blank but great film they were all good they were yeah. uh, they were all fantastic no and well deserved but like there's been 97 oscars and only three women have won best director let's talk about that let's talk about female representation like let can we and i hate when people say like oh like you got you like stop complaining dude yeah yo i'm not really i honestly don't know a lot about feminism i'll be honest with you i like i don't know I mean, I just, I want everyone to be equal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all yeah. I care about, regardless of age, race, sexuality, ethnicity, mm-hmm. you know, anything. I don't give a fuck. I think you need to get to know a person before you have even judgment. Literally. It's like, if you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, anybody can be an asshole. Yeah. You know, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. But, like, I'm not going to hate you because you are who you are. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, and do you ever realize that? Like, everyone always, like, has that debate on if, like, people are born gay, right? Yes. So, yeah. um, can I ask you, when when did you realize you were straight? When I started going towards boys. Were I you... Just, it was initial... Would you, can, would you say you were uh, born straight? No. I don't think so. But, I mean, I have... I don't know. That's such a right good question right because everyone is so like oh my god when did you know you were gay oh and then they're all like no like this is like how i like i don't just turn like i'm not yeah. just gay it's like you're born that way so if you're born straight why can't you be born gay that's my question you know what i mean maybe it's just we learn as we go 100 percent. oh yeah no i definitely believe that like if you know doing the yeah you know being with somebody but you can also people can just be building emotional connections with just any person doesn't matter i regardless. believe you fall in love with who you fall in love with oh for, for sure. sure dan was not planned whatsoever <laughs> like seriously <laughs> he, just, he just came actually. out of nowhere i'm like uh, okay yeah this is cool i was like i'm down yeah but that's such a little question because i never had like a couple figure to look up to when mm-hmm. i was younger so yeah wow what is love literally so many things i mean but damn it's just crazy yeah and i hate like don't be mean to gay people do not be mean to gay people the gays are fucking awesome dude they're fucking lit like some of them are really judgy though oh yeah for sure like we went to this uh i forgot what it's called me gabby and sam went to this identity gay bar and it was karaoke night. And we were just singing karaoke and they were just like, uh, you're not singing the right words. So we, we were just like sitting there like, I thought this was like a self-expression. Like, yeah, it's like, oh shit, like, there's protocol? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Even, it was just really weird. But don't, don't, don't be mean to them. 
nah, nah, man. They're, they're fucking lit as shit. And I have to make sure I don't get any lockouts because I'm technically on duty right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there's a lockout. God damn it! (laughs) You know, I'm happy we both found two guys that are there for us and love us. Oh, 100%. And I really didn't think I was ever going to find Dan, like, ever, ever. All right, you know what I hate? I'm literally, like, I have the East Keys tag me for lockouts. They don't tag me. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, that's why, are you, are you kidding? That's annoying. But anywho, I just think it's, honestly, I kind of want to, I think we should, I'm just, because um, I feel like we've had, like, so many good conversations, like, topic-wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can do, like, little mini segments. Or some shit like that. I feel, I'm just like, I'm brainstorming right now. So if anybody's like liking what I'm putting down right now, let me know. But I think it's just super important to make sure that, you know, we're checking up on each other. You're checking up on yourself. Just make sure you put yourself first in like all scenarios. I get like shit happens and. All right, never mind. It's all complete. Um, but i don't know and i feel like you just shouldn't set you see somebody and like oh like they're the happiest person they have like they're no never freaking mm. judge someone by like look at robin williams you know funniest comedian suicide like heath ledger great actor suicide you, there's so many people yeah. that they had no idea and regardless of their fame regardless of the money regardless of the heath notoriety ledger committed committed suicide yeah really yeah. i thought Oh, wait, that might have been... That's why it was so... That's why it hurt more. Oh. And he was... Was he, I he think, the one or was it Joaquin who, uh, like, lost so much weight and for the role? Joaquin. That was... Okay. Yep. I didn't... Wow. I forgot how much weight he lost, but... Wow. Yep. Yep. He did him justice. And he really... And he said that Heath Ledger was, like, his role model for it. And I'm just like, he better. Heath Ledger was the best freaking Joker like, Dark Knight, my favorite Batman movie, but the Joker was... Like, the thing is, each Batman in each movie is different. Like, they they have to be different. Yeah. And each Batman that they choose... Like, Robert Pattinson, I haven't watched it yet, but he had a great performance. And I've heard nothing but good things because he matched what the DC Batman comic vibe is. Yeah. It's totally different. And then, same with Joaquin's Joker versus Heath Ledger's Joker. You have one that's... You're seeing, like, you know, kind of the the origin story of joker right and how his and what i loved about joker is i think it gave a perfect representation on how school shooters are made and how you know these people who you know commit these terrible acts Mm -hmm. why it's society shutting them out it's society ignoring them it's pushing them into a corner and just like nowhere else to go what do you expect them to do just sit down no like eventually we explode as human beings like that's just natural like we have feelings for a reason we're not robots like if you if you're putting someone down into a corner it's the same thing with like the black lives matter movement like you've literally taken this race and Mm -hmm. kicked them killed them enslaved them discriminated against them and you're surprised when that they're speaking out they get angry you're you're surprised that they protest you're surprised that they're upset like 
like you're you're not surprised you're, mm. you're just you're ignorant you you refuse to accept it like there's no like there's no problem with relearning and like changing your viewpoints i feel like that has been a, such a like a growing lesson throughout these yeah. last like four years like about all like politics being crazy and stuff like that it's like you can change the way you think 100%. when given new information i feel like that is the biggest truth of like who's actually like intelligent versus who's not as intelligent because mm-hmm. like intelligent people admit when they're wrong intelligent yeah. people question they you ask change questions your bias and start learning thinking and from other people too 100 percent. not even just from research and looking it up absolutely and that's life like you're supposed to change as you get older mm-hmm. experiences cause like because like you're not supposed to know everything when you're first born you know what i mean yeah. which is why you can't always blame these ignorant people because that's all they know yeah like you can't make somebody who thinks irrationally think rationally mm-hmm. it's just if they're set on that the world's flat there's you can tell them a million times you can it's show them a million things and they'll still say it but until they find it and they act they admit and like say okay maybe i've been wrong that's when growth starts and you see people change their mindsets but people are just so stubborn i know it's like come on dude why can't we just all agree realization feeling that you get i always i always actually wondered like what would happen if the roles were reversed and like whites were enslaved like how do you think society would be like that would mean like every president was black you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. would mean everything was different. God's black. Like, like imagine if there was no white people. I feel like, I feel like it would be the same. I feel like there'd be, it'd be s- s- less violent. Like, I feel like it, there'd be less of, like, societal, like, pressures of, there, like, there obviously wouldn't be any redlining. There wouldn't be any. But if we were stereotyped as the violent, as. Oh, yeah. I feel like. That stuff. I don't know how white people would handle it. Like, like actual, like, white, white, white people. fall down and crawl into like, a ball. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's like, if the roles were reversed, totally do you think they would understand? Totally would. Like, do you think they'd get it? Do you think they would? I feel if they were put in the shoes of African-American black people today, like, I think they would gain perspective on that, yeah. 100%. And I remember the high school i went was super diverse i remember walking the hallway me being white mm-hmm. walking around past security they didn't ask me anything you see a group of like hispanic or black kids they always get stopped mm-hmm. and i'd see it i would see it yeah it's really i'm such like it's sad and i can't even like imagine i'm not gonna even try to but i i feel for it and i see it it's just really sad it's like it's like sometimes it's tough I think when you try to explain like white privilege to white people. Yeah. Because it's like, we're not saying like that, like you made the white privilege yourself. Like you, we're not saying that you act as though you're more privileged. We're just saying that you can leave your house. You can get pulled over by a cop and Mm -hmm. not be in fear that you're going to get shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just too many instances and people forget that cops. No, you're only scared that you're going to get a ticket. You're only scared you're going to get a ticket it. or like your mom's going to find out. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm not scared of cops. I'm, when I, I'm not scared in like that sense that I'm, I'm going to die. Shot, that's what I mean. I'm not scared. When I see a cop and I'm driving, like oh, I, yeah, I, I freak get, out. Oh, I get super nervous. Yeah. But I'm not scared from that life. like I'm walking down the street with them and they'll stop me and do yeah, like a, nope. like a search real quick. Nope. But like I've seen plenty of videos 
of POCs. Mm-hmm. What's POC? People of color. Okay. Being stopped. Whether it's Hispanic, Latino, um, black, Asian, like whether it's any yeah. other ethnicity other than white. Mm-hmm. And they get stopped. Yeah. I say POCs because everybody it's yeah, like that was dumb i didn't put two well two no no, no. <laughs> it's because like i hate just saying oh the black community because yeah. it's not just the black community it's yeah. all people of color it's everyone who's not white yeah you know because there's people that are biracial mm-hmm. they could look more white than black but still be biracial you know or vice versa look yeah. more black than white but still be half white i think the first time like i realized like what white privilege i have and like obviously i'm still learning but i was in a a philosophy philosophy class moral something theology and like we all like there's people of color in there like me boss sam Mm -hmm. like everything and like we were just going around and like people were telling like stories of like you know like a light colored whose mom is white and uh dad's like hispanic he gets passes you know african-american and he's like telling the story of like how the cop like came up on him and then like he had his white friend there and like the white friend like wasn't involved at all because he's white and I, just hearing like all those stories of going around the room and like that that's like when I realized like it started learning like shit like yeah. I am more privileged and than I ever even knew 100 and it's like the one point. the one person and like the one thing that like will always be protected is white men that's like the one they will always be be one step ahead and in society always Wait, women why well, because it's just they're white they're men that's what this con- that's I mean, who founded this country the strong you know that's that, that that's like the the perfect ideal masculine man right it's like yeah. all of our presidents what were they continuously white males barack obama first black male yeah. kamala harris first black female like that's it's funny because i hear most white men are the ones like who are beating like woman and their wives right 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 i think yeah it's interesting it's interesting that it, that it, is the it, it, it enrages me you know yeah, yeah. it's because you know why why wouldn't i trust this well well-dressed well-educated you know employed mm-hmm. white male you know why would i question that you know what i mean however yeah. i would go ahead and definitely question this black kid wearing a hooded sweatshirt yeah. sag in his pants the the most like stereotyped mm-hmm. persona of black teenagers ever yeah. and they would get shot like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. trayvon martin example a he was wearing a hood he had skittles in his pocket and got yeah. killed for that like it's i watched a video i actually saw a video that popped up and um it was a lieutenant shooting one of his um police undercover police officers mm-hmm all because it's on fi- it's on film he's walking to a car and it was over a 60 dollar drug bust 60 dollars drug bust all right mind you all of a sudden he's in the car the the undercover cops in the car the doors open and he's like gun gun on his waist not in his hand yeah not not ready to be sh- no on his waist his boss shoots him eight times survives ends up suing them for a ha fuck ton of money you know, he boss gets fired and like in the video, he's apologizing, saying, I'm sorry. But here's my thing. If guns are legal and you're legally and I think this happened in a state where you're allowed to open carry, like if it if it's secured, like why do cops 
automatically shoot people that have guns. Whether, I'm not saying, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like they, they're not able to protect themselves. But I, what I'm saying is in the instances when a cop pulls someone over mm-hmm. and he happens to have a gun on his side, right? Mm-hmm. Not drawing it. He's stopped at, hands are on the wheel. But why do cops immediately put their gun up and tell him to get and have to confiscate the gun? What gives you the right that your life is more important than the civilian that you just pulled over? Like, that's what I don't understand. I really don't think they're really trained well. Like, I feel I don't like think they're so not either. trained in that, in that aspect. They're the most reactive people. Yeah. In the most, in a job that you should not be reactive like that whatsoever. Mm. Like, it's not war. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like, when you're going in instances where it's like a domestic abuse call, let's say. Yeah. No weapon, no sign. Guy has no, there's no guns, no nothing. It's like, what, why do you immediately go in with your guns drawn? Why don't you like assess the situation first? See if it's just talk 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 it out. out. Like there's, there's so many instances where I've seen cops go and like shoot like autistic um, men, specifically black men. There's this one instance. Yep. There's this black kid. Because they can't communicate. Yep. He got called and I think he had like a knife on him, like a butter knife or something. Nothing crazy, but he wasn't attacking the, the the cop or anything he was just wait, sit, standing there but mm-hmm. like these cops they're not trained to deal with anyone with any sort of mental illness like there needs to be a separate like training on that. separate 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 because um it's just it's it's just like talk to them understand them like it's it it mind boggles me like when like white kids get off in the judicial system and then mm-hmm. like you know you have like we have the highest freaking incarceration rates in the united states like we're number one in incarceration rates congratulations yeah you know what i mean but it's like you need to go back in the history and see it that's why it makes me so mad when people just like with the whole go back to critical race theory i was read i was either reading something or watching something and it said most of uh the people that make up like in jail are people of color oh yeah yeah oh yeah i thought that was very remember when we learned in deviance um when the bloods and the crips originated and how the mass incarceration of black men because of the crack epidemic yeah remember that Uh uh-huh but then and then here's here's what gets me they get out of jail right and they go to apply for for jobs and they're denied because of that and then you're wondering why they go back to selling drugs and selling illegal things because you you've made the system work that those who are put in jail aren't allowed to live a normal like i think that's so fucked i think if you do your time you have a right to make amends maybe too plead your case talk to them about it and be like 100 percent. make amends fix your life you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like because you know, some people take jail to it's actually reflect, you know yeah. what I mean? hundred percent, which is why exactly. I was so excited when they started to decriminalize, um, marijuana, no drug, like, um, like heroin and those types of drugs and decriminalize Ooh. because here's the thing. My view on it is when cops arrest people who are doing drugs, such as like fuck weed, feed, weed's basically legal everywhere. I'm talking about heroin. I'm talking yeah. about crack coke like and they clearly have a problem right yeah they get pulled over for a dui and they see them they they're doing 
serious fucking drugs mm-hmm. and a lot of times when i see like live pd it's like the the overdoses like how 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 do you feel that arresting these drug addicts putting them in jail having them forcibly withdraw from opioids which is you don't die from alcohol alcohol withdrawal you know is way more serious than opioid withdrawal but yeah. opioid withdrawal the thing is you Hashtag won't die for you yep it sucks <laughs> yeah. it sucks it sucks but then immediately you know they withdraw and they come out and then they go and get another fix yeah. it's like they shouldn't be arresting the drug the drug abusers they should be arresting the drug dealers mm-hmm. they should say who gave them this laced heroin who gave them this laced whatever it's like you just it's a never-ending cycle you know because then they'll still keep using they'll get caught again get arrested another drug charge all right they get pointed out wait they don't they don't ask where they got it from no probably well the thing is like if they do they either oh yeah i'm gonna get because you know why they infiltrate like drug cartel gangs and like the mob and stuff it's so hard to get the high up like you know what i mean it's so hard to get the top guy but maybe you'll get the guy on the corner that sold you it sure maybe but it's like you should be going after the people selling. Why are you arresting like drug addicts? And I hate when people say addiction's not a real disease. It pisses me off, man. Oh, it is. Cause like holy hell, like I've after seen a while, y- your brain, you know, or secondhand, one of the two. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's 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 like, man, like no, like of course. And the thing is, you're never cured. You know what I mean? You're always gonna be an addict. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna be an addict that has their addiction under control yeah or functioning not. alcoholic 100 yeah. percent. and what's scary to me is just like they'll, they'll immediately arrest them and it's the same cycle but then when they decriminalize it they're giving them the opportunity mm-hmm. to go to rehab to get these state-sponsored um services and i think it's so important because like for fuck's sake we're like so like talking about oh my god like weed it's bad for you dude opioids are killing people it's literally like kids that are getting um, tearing their ACLs and getting prescribed these freaking painkillers. Mm-hmm. They go immediately. They go straight to heroin after that because their prescription is eventually going to end. Yeah. And they want to get that feeling again. And that's how a lot of heroin addicts. They always. I remember I was watching this video on on um, addiction in this documentary. They all started out with I tore my ACL. I got my wisdom teeth out. It's something. It's usually they yeah. were given it legally prescribed it. The gateways. And it's like, it's madness. Because I remember I got prescribed painkillers for my wisdom teeth. I fucking hated them. I literally only took them to sleep. And I took it like two days. And then I was done with it. Because like when I took it and I was like, I was just sitting there. I hated it. it yeah. ma- I couldn't feel my body. I'm like, how the fuck do people function on this shit? Like, not at all for me whatsoever. I was just like, no way. So then I gave them to my mom. I was like, take them. I don't fucking like them. Yeah. And same thing when I got my wrist surgery. I took them just to sleep because I had to sleep with my arm like, like this. Mm-hmm. And it was the most uncomfortable shit ever um and i would only take it before bed i think it was i think i liked that better it f- made me feel better than that made me really just go to sleep the other one i was still awake but i fucking is like my whole body was numb yeah i'm just like holy hell if someone were to fucking kick me in the head right now i would not feel a thing and that just scares the shit out of me pills pills are freaking crazy man but i would love to work with at a rehab facility as like a counselor i would love to be a counselor really? for for i just feel like people just have great stories yeah and i feel like so many addicts feel like they're misunderstood or they're not heard and i I hate that like i hate that they think that they can't go get help or that it's embarrassing to say that they're whatever much like you should be proud if you're six months sober you should be fucking proud if you're a year sober like if you're going if you're going through recovery and you're and you're so like from 
self like if you're recovering from self-harming yourself like a suicide attack anything like be proud that you're taking the steps and that journey because like the giving yourself that second chance 100 percent. the hardest thing is asking for help awesome yeah no one wants to ask for help no man wants to ask for help no No strong independent no nobody wants Mm -hmm. to ask for help and when you do that's just the one that's the hardest step and the rest is just the work it's like actively working for it too yeah it's just addiction's a bitch and it can happen to anybody too and you can be addicted to all types of shit too i hate when people are like ah, I don't t-. like nah bro yeah you can people can have porn addictions people can have yeah. screen addictions video game addictions like it, it freaking happens cell phone addictions oh my god my little brother's five now and he's already addicted to he's an ipad kid get no take it away from him <laughs> yeah. take no, it away I, I can't i can't damn i wish i could but he he throws tantrums like i would be like like he'd be like oh can we play fortnite and like what like my parents just like let him my stepmom and my dad just like let him and my other sister like do it and they're just so addicted to it already that's fucking crazy to me more the boy than the girl which is kind of interesting but Hmm. like the girl like rooney she's more likely to can we go outside can we ride yeah. bikes can we do this and yep. Brennan's like i want to play video games <laughs> all the boys are online come on they're all playing we gotta keep it doing no he would literally facetime his friend connor and yep. play with him That's on roblox so i'm like oh there we go yep i'm like oh but nope it's just funny my kids aren't getting but cell phones till high school addiction is serious 100 percent. very much so my both my stepmom and my dad are both recovering alcoholics. How's that journey been for them? So, think good. They they have they had a lot of years. You know, my stepmom and like her fixation now is like chocolate. Hey. So she always eats chocolate every Fuck day it. to have that. You know, like it's not alcohol. It's not it's alcohol. Chocolate. Well, you know, so, but I condemn them for taking. Condemn is that the right word? I commend. I commend them for taking those like steps and getting better 100 everybody not just them oh sure who deals with addiction like seriously addiction's fucking it's scary but like i just i just feel like that that population of people is just so misunderstood and they they don't it's just like and people just and they're just like shut out from freaking society they're like oh no they're a fucking waste of time and then especially when there's only like if say like in a family there's one that's a like a recovering drug addict right and everyone else isn't it's mm-hmm. like they ostracize that one person. It's just like they, they feel like they're alone. They feel like the black sheep. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Like you need to be that support. Like what is wrong with with the fact that that happened to them? Yeah. Like everybody reacts to everything differently. Like when my Nono died, like that was the first time I've ever really dealt with death because when my Nana died, I was in first grade. So I wasn't as old and wasn't as close with her. I didn't have as much long of a time with her no no was like my second dad so like that was the first time i've ever grieved and the grieving took years and like i still grieve about him like i still get sad to think about certain things that he's not here to see but it's like holy hell it's different for everyone but of course i was drinking more like because it's freshman year of college so i was dealing with my it's like all right i'm at college i'm go out and drink doing this and that and i didn't give a fuck like it was just like i stopped giving a shit about everything because i just like life sucked i was like fuck that but the thing is i didn't know i wasn't Mm -hmm. like going out of my way to get fucked up yeah no you're just dealt all these i'm just yep i'm just doing it like i'm just like oh fuck it like i'm just using it to cope and didn't even have any idea like majority of the time when people are depressed they don't even know that they're depressed yeah takes a hot second yeah and then when you find that out that's enlightenment 
Yeah. Oh, it does. Because I remember until I found out that I actually had depression and was dealing with that, that's when I started talking to my friends and they like would tell me what they noticed from my behavior. Like, oh yeah, and I'm just like, really? Like, they know, like, like my friend Mads, like other Mads, she'd say, I remember when I was talking to her and like, she's like, you like were there, but you just weren't. Like, that's what she said I, I like would be like sometimes. Like I'd be in this, like in these situations or going out and hanging out with our friends, but like I wasn't there. She like, told you it like in the moment? No, like after. after and I'm just like, really? She's like, yeah, like it's, but then how do you, and I just met Maddie that year too. So it's like, yeah. and she's my roommate. So it's tough. Like, how do you say anything about that? Yeah. And I'm just like, man she's like yeah it's like but i didn't notice like i thought everything was fine i thought everything was good yeah and then i get like a impromptu intervention from like maddie and them saying like oh we think you have a problem and i'm like uh no my grandpa just fucking croaked yeah you know like my second dad just died so and i'm in a school and a place where i just met all of you until new like vivi couldn't make it to his funeral my my close friend sydney couldn't make it mm-hmm. so definitely hurt hurt like you know not having my hometown friends there but i know for a fact they'd want it because like it's like i couldn't even text him and i had to call them and like let them know the, the thing because it happened so fast like he got sick and then in a month he was dead yeah um so it was just it happened too fast for me because i remember i left for school preseason got here um i went back and he's in hospice and then he died like as soon as like and he waited for me and joe to come back on the train to say goodbye and the last thing he said to me was i love you in his like morphine stupor yeah he said it grabbed my hand like i literally was holding his hand and he said like i love you and i just like, remember that and then i we go back to school and then he passed away like 2 a.m he waited he literally fucking waited tooth wow. and nail to say goodbye to me and joe it's like a it's like a movie moment you know like when they're on their their like deathbed and they're just holding on for that one last oh, 100%. thing to say. My my no no was oh. when he was like he was just in so much pain so like he was on a lot of morphine wasn't really there but like he was he would mumble things in like Italian and I got to ask my mom like what's he saying and he's like saying she's like I think he's saying hi to his mom oh. like he's literally telling his mom I'm gonna see you like he was saying things like that like he was talking to his dead mother yeah while he's dying and mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me. You're going to tell me that, like, we just, we don't, like, we just disappear when we die. Like, mm-hmm. believe, like, I feel like everyone needs to believe in something. And I feel like people aren't always, like, aren't just gone. You know, it's just, it's not, he was saying that. And I'm just like, you can't make that up. Because I'm standing in front of him and he's literally saying it as, like, he's not just saying that because he wants to say it. Yeah. He's, he's drugged up and scared that he's literally, and he's holding on. to And that was just that was very tough it was a really tough experience cancer fucking sucks fuck you cancer yeah man cancer's the freaking worst and it's always gonna be around make too much money very true you know the vibes all right can you guess how long we've been talking two hours (laughs) almost (laughs) very close hour and almost an hour and 40 minutes oh shit okay <laughs> <laughs> see this is see this is what i'm saying was, was it that scary it wasn't i was see, a little nervous going into it everyone it is always bad. scared and i'm just like bro it's literally like we're just talking normally we're just recording it yeah. <laughs> like it's the same thing <laughs> think the mic and headphones intimidate me but it was good was i was very excited how can you be intimidated by this face come on it's teen on i know <laughs>
Not your face. The mic. The mic's face. That's true. But we get used to it. Yeah. We gotta do some I gotta do some like TikToks. Cause I need to get my social media back up and running. Cause fuck you to who oh my god, whoever hacked my Instagram and deleted it, fuck you. Someone Straight hacked up. your teenage tea? Yeah, and deleted it. That's why I have a new one. Oh shit. Yeah. Alright. Yep. Maybe people don't like your podcast. Dude, it was just some scammer. <laughs> Oh like, my God. like, cause I think didn't Bridget get, um, she yeah, got hacked and deleted lot of people so many people. And the thing is like, it's not like I got a DM or anything about that stupid fucking Bitcoin they shit. All of a sudden it. I got an email that said your email has been changed for your Instagram. I'm like, oh shit. So I went and changed it and then said your password. And then they put the freaking two factor authentic- authorization on it. So I couldn't get in. I was locked out and I was like, fuck that. Yeah. And then they just deleted it. And I'm like, dude, like I wasn't making money off the account or anything. What was the point? Yeah. I'm just like, so you just get off on making people's day a little shitty? Cool. <laughs> like, I was just like, dude, that just, that just freaking blows. I hacked an account today. Uh. Like, yeah, man. What'd you do? Deleted it. Oh. Like, wh- congrats. Like, what, what are you keeping a tally on how many you can, like how many lives you can just like, you know, just make a little bit worse. Yeah. Like, it was just annoying because I got like 800 followers. So now we're rebuilding, we're building it up. I'm almost at 400 again, but so follow account and everything but still whoever did that and also instagram banned me from uh for three days from liking or commenting or following people because they thought i was a bot because i was following so many people Mm. but i'm literally like how do you not know that my account was deleted and i made a new one and i'm trying to get the followers back like i'm like how do i prove that like i'm just like what is your problem like why don't you go delete the account or ban the guy who hacked me like i'm just like what yeah i was so mad i was like dude i'm just trying to follow like because you're following people too fast i'm like yeah man because i had freaking 800 I'm just followers trying to start an empire yeah, God. Like, come on man i'm just trying to, just trying to become like influencer no. i was like oh just trying to get my numbers back uh, oh, i was so sad but you know we digress we'll back now i got new hair yeah. so you know now i'll have new now i'll have some you know yeah, feeling yeah, myself yeah. everyone's been like oh my god teeny your hair looks so good i'm like was i ugly before <laughs> i get them every time because i'm like how do you like i hate like i love compliments but i hate them because i'm just like eh, stop don't gas me eh. but then i'm like no seriously do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good sometimes. like half and half yeah i'm like oh thanks but yeah you know me and tina are wearing the same color sweatshirt we are which is pretty cool that's just a vibe. I've also purple's also my favorite color. Mm-hmm. My my bedroom is this color at home. Like a periwinkle fairy. I always wanted a purple room and I finally got it, which is so dope. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I love that. Well, anyways, this is a great freaking conversation. Yeah, it really was. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. This is awesome. Do you want to plug anything? Really awesome. Your Instagram? Uh no, I'm not about that clout. Cool. But I always have to ask because some people have stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, no word um but i am about that clout so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding not really so i do have a new instagram it is tina's t podcast two underscores at the end um follow it please follow and and share and like and all that please because mofos suck that deleted that shit also i'm gonna send a very strongly worded email to instagram disappointed that like you guys do not <laughs> as you should like are you kidding you me i get bl- i get hacked and deleted Defend and then you ban me for three days yeah ban me yep from what is banning me from liking and commenting gonna do like i'm just like bro i can't even like anything i'm like that's so what the f-? i'm like it's me i'm like how how much do i have to have to prove it verify it whatever i hate them i'm just gonna get i have to get it up and up and up and then i, I want to get the the check so they they don't touch it so it's just a verified yeah. podcast account like boom just leave it that would be awesome 
I'm if working you got on that it. Fucking that's what I'm, that's what I'm, yeah. trying, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm trying to get it up to a thousand because I was so. I was when I was get to 800. I was like, once I get to a thousand, I feel like once it's like a certain brand. Once you have a certain following, and then you can apply. You can ask oh. to apply to become verified. Oh, so they'll check it out, make it look because like especially for like companies and stuff. Like I feel yeah. like the verification just brings that little addition, and also it's protecting it too. Yeah. Like I don't want anybody to hack my account if this is strictly just for my podcast. It's not like it's my personal. Like this is just yeah, to promote true. what I want to do. But that would be so awesome. Be like, oh. yeah, I know Tina's T. We're getting there. I know Tina. Dude, she's verified. Stop, bitches. bro. Stop. <laughs> Fingers crossed, please. That's why you need to follow, like, and share. And what else? Uh, it's now streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, Audible, and Google Podcasts. So all of the above. All of the above. That is six <laughs> different streaming services. And it's also for free on RSS.com. And it's also free on Audible, I believe, too. But just look up Tina's Tea by Christina Burton and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. This has been a really, I think it's such a fun experiment. This is what it feels like. Mm. It feels like it's such a fun project, but like it's happening. But um, thank you again for tuning in and thank you Mads for being here to talk about all things and really important things too. Cause I feel like sexual assault, mental health awareness, mental health awareness in athletes mm. and you know, discrimination altogether and bigotry just needs to end and i feel like it's really important to have these conversations to just bring awareness to them because you know as as much as it might sound like a freaking old record we still have old fucking racists and homophobes in this freaking country and call them out call out your racist friends call Hold out yourself and others accountable literally the best thing you yeah. can ever do is correct somebody when they're wrong and help them learn mm-hmm. and you should never ever ever yell at somebody for no. like saying something when they genuinely didn't know the information mm-hmm. and i feel like we just need to do better at accepting apologies and accepting growth because i feel like a lot of time when celebrities get canceled and influencers get canceled all right you canceled them but why why don't we ever give them an opportunity to genuinely apologize or learn from their mistakes yeah you know what i mean like it, i'm telling you like there's been people like that have seen like the n-word or something and they're just normal people right but they don't get canceled because they're not like popular or like an influencer but it's just as important to know that they shouldn't be saying it same as this influencer. You know, yeah. like we should be teaching these influencers and celebrities what not to be saying. Like we should be telling them, all right, we understand that this was a bad case. Like take some time off, reflect, learn. And like that's it. Because same thing with Logan Paul when he got canceled for the um, the suicide forest. And look at him now. Like people barely remember that because he's grown from it and, you know, didn't lay on the past and kind of milk that for nothing no mm-hmm. grew up realized he was wrong yeah. apologized for it and that's just what you gotta do in life just own up to your shit yeah it's and never too late to start over literally and check up on your friends go to your friends family yep. siblings anybody your local we have free counseling services here at the mount which is awesome yeah you know so if you want to go talk to somebody here just go down completely anonymous confidential like that's it you can go on however many times you want you can go once and never go back again like they don't bother you yeah so um and just make sure that you're like you know creating safe spaces for your peers and 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 family members too because especially your male friends and your male siblings it's very important to check in on them but thanks again guys for listening to this episode of Ready? Do it with me, Mads. One, two, three. Tina's Tea. (laughs) Tune in next Tuesday for another episode with my surprise special guest. Uh, Not telling you. So you're going to have to find out. So make sure you follow on Instagram (laughs) so you can find out who that special someone's going to be. (laughs) All right, guys. 
Peace out. Thanks for listening. Bye, Catch guys. you next week. Ciao, ciao, ciao.